It is the Moose and Maggie Show, Saturday mornings here on CBS Sports Radio. Let's uh, hit the guest line right now. Welcome aboard Cedric Sabalos, uh, 11-year NBA veteran, a former uh, dunk champ, uh, been through the trials and tribulations. Hey, Cedric, Mark and Maggie with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Hey, no problem. You had to dust off that 45 to get that song. <laughs> yeah, yes. no question. We you got it. it. Flow on, baby, with Warren G. So uh, before we can talk basketball with you, Cedric, just how <laughs> did you get connected with Warren G to produce that song, Flow On? Well, it was, uh, you know, everybody wanted to be rappers, basketball players, football players. We all want to be rappers. So uh, they came across, Sony came across uh, a couple of guys that really wanted to, to dedicate themselves, I guess, in the studio. Uh, and and they kind of collaborated for charity, uh, so we got to give the money to our our favorite charities at the time. And um, you know, me being a West Coast kid, Los Angeles, and Warren being super superstar at the time, they thought it was a great connection. Uh, uh, so they kind of attached me with Warren. It was pretty cool. Me and Warren knew each other when we were kids, but not really to a point where we you know thought we were being in the studio where I thought I was going to be in the studio with him. It's unbelievable. Awesome. Warren G obviously was the stepbrother of Dr. Dre. I mean, he's on The Chronic and these iconic, uh, gosh, so many great albums. And one more uh, hip-hop question for you, Cedric. I mean, you were right there in the West Coast when this West Coast-East Coast rap battles were going on. You ever get a flavor of that? Did you ever encounter anything like that firsthand? No, we never have an East Coast-West Coast basketball battle. I guess <laughs> the only thing we do that is in the finals, I guess, but... Other than that, uh, it, it was kind of crazy at the time because you know the music was just coming out and, and, and battling back and forth. But other than that, I, I, you know, other than the deaths of some of the, the artists, but that was the sad part about it. But, uh, you know, good music came out of it. It was a lovely rivalry. I thought it was more on paper than it was actually a physical rivalry. But, um, you know, obviously some people took it to heart and, and, and lives were lost, which was very, very sad. But, uh, it was a good time for music. Yeah, for sure. Cedric, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the city, one of the cities you played in. That is Los Angeles, the Lakers. You know, Maggie and I talked about uh, Lonzo and LeVar Ball. I- I'm curious from your perspective, you know, you-, you played 11 years in the NBA. You were a very good player. You know, Lonzo Ball has a chance to be a very, very good player. Was a was great for UCLA. Is his father helping or hurting the cause right now? Oh, he's helping the cause. you got to think about it. If... if if it's early in the morning on a Saturday and we're talking about him, he's doing exactly what he wanted to do to get everybody talking about him and his son. Uh, mostly him on this part. Uh, and it's, it's you know, most of the stuff that he says is comical. You know, stopping Michael Jordan and beating Charles Barkley. Obviously, we've seen the footage out on him playing basketball. And he couldn't do neither. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's really just hyping up his son. And, and, and I'm not mad at him at all because, you know, you look at the, even the ones that have been number one, number two, uh, picks before and have been flops, uh, you know, the Kwame Browns and, and, you know, stuff like that. If if they didn't have really a team behind them promoting them, they just was like, hey, man, this guy, he's supposed to be the next such and such, and then they go and draft him. He spends two or three years, get a couple of million dollars, and then he's out the league, uh, maybe play overseas or even just stop playing, depending on what his contract was. Uh, but this situation right here, I mean, his dad is pumping him up. Got him endorsement deals. People are buzzing about him. We're talking about him now. Everybody's talking about him. He's doing a lot more than those other ones who have flopped. Now, we don't know. He may become the next whoever or the first ball, so to speak. Uh, but I, I like the way his dad keeps keeping everybody in his in his his name in his mouth and everybody's talking about this. And, and kind of I thought it could, took the pressure off of his kids more than put it on him because he, he's a phenomenal player. 
and when everybody's talking about his dad, they're not really focusing on him, on the way he's playing, and on, on, and, on them getting eliminated from the NCAA tournament, on him, um, you know, not portraying the, the player that he's supposed to be. Uh, I know he was drinking some happy juice when he said the reason why they were exited because the white guys were too slow. But uh, other than that, I, I love what he's doing, and he's trying to kind of taking the pressure off a, little, a ball to play and just get out there and just be a be a kid. Well, hopefully, Ball does not feel the pressure. Although I think the big baller brand is basically cooked after he said the comments about the the white players, and that's the reason why they lost. Because I don't know if Nike or Under Armour, any of these places that would potentially buy big baller brand, which I think is the goal. I think they'll stay away from him now. Yeah, I'm with you on the same. Like he, like you said, he must have been drinking some wrong type of juice to to go out and say something like that. Um, it, it'll take a huge, I don't know what they call it, the combine, combine now yep. or something. That he'll have to go out and perform unbelievably from now on uh, to try to stay up in that top five. And even if he does, uh, I don't think the endorsements will come with the big baller brand that he's been speaking about. Cedric, uh, let's, uh, you know, Matt, another big topic is the MVP race in the NBA. Uh, you know, what Westbrook has been able to do, Cedric, I mean, you played in the league, you played very well, long time in the league. How difficult is it uh, to envision going out there averaging a triple-double and what Russell's able to do night in and night out? It's very, very hard. Uh, you know, I, look, look, we, we haven't seen this since Oscar Robinson. We haven't seen this since black and white TV, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so that lets you know how good and how unbelievable he is playing this year. Uh, I, I went to the Phoenix game the other night. I thought he was going to break it there. Uh, you know, disappointed to me. I had to pay for tickets, and he didn't break it. What do you say? What do you? Hey, a fan is disappointed that the superstar actually played. What do you know? Wow, that's a trip. <laughs> but he, this is a situation where we're watching historical movements and 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 if and if those players back then when they were uh, excuse me those fans back then when they were watching Oscar knowing that they were watching something that's great uh you know it's unbelievable 10 20 years from now we'll appreciate what Russell was doing cuz nobody will probably repeat it again um or he may repeat it maybe next year who knows but nobody will repeat it again cuz i think when Oscar first did it it was maybe no big deal but then after nobody could do it after 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, they're going, wow, this must have been pretty hard. It must have right. been pretty difficult for him to do so. Yeah, I mean, they weren't even calculating triple-doubles back then. No three-point line. You're right, black and white TV back then. But, you know, you look at the big O that season, did not win MVP. Even Wilt, who scored uh, average 50 points a game that season, did not win MVP. Bill Russell won it. You pull out some of the other great seasons, Jordans, Magics. Those great years, actually, they did not win the MVP. Do you think Russell will win and should win. Wow, I thought you were going to give me some easy questions this morning. <laughs> Good morning. A, Hi. That is so tough because, you know, it, it is uh, based on, I thought it's always been based on the predication of, of your team's success. And, you know, obviously they thought after Dwight was going to leave Houston, that team was going to be terrible. Like Dwight was the main factor of them being good or bad. But uh, James has got his team elevated. Uh, LeBron has got his team up in the Eastern Conference. And obviously Westbrook has played well, but uh, his team record is not really showing that. I don't recall if they having an opportunity of somebody getting MVP and their team is not being successful. So this is going to be a really difficult race. Uh, I have to, as far as performance wise, I'll hand I'll hand it over to Westbrook right now. But those factors also play in mind. And and this is a trip because I don't know how the votes go. Do they go some you know some of the writers or or, or vote makers? Are they all East Coast? Are they all West Coast? Because they all—if they split them up like that—you're gonna give it to LeBron because no, 
every every writer or voter on the East Coast is going to give it to LeBron, and then they're going to spit James Harden and Westbrook up in the West. So it might be a tough situation with the votes there, and we'll you know we'll see what happens. It's usually just rank them one, yeah. two, three, yeah, and then yeah. whoever's the most yeah. first place, second place, third. You know, Cedric, every time around the All-Star game, uh, you know, the debate, the conversation comes around about the the dunk contest. And, you know, you had one of the all-time great dunks when you, you know, blindfold and everything like that. We'll get to that dunk here momentarily. But but what about, you know, what about All-Star weekend? And you look at, you know, going out and, you know, how can you revive what was once really, a, you know, a, a great spectacle and a selling point for the NBA when you look at that dunk contest? Well, it, it, it has been revived uh, the, because of the fact that the YouTube and also the street dunkers have, have added their input. I think the biggest thing that the NBA has done, uh, David Stern started to do it, and Adam is, is kicking it in now, is allowing the players to come to them and say, this is what I want. Um, you know, when I was in a dunk contest, you, you had your ideas and you kept them a secret. You didn't tell anybody uh, because, you know, other players may steal it or, or try it themselves. Now, about a couple of months before the dunk contest, they're contacting the NBA and say, hey, I want a car brought in. I want a phone booth. Uh, make sure the lights are just right how I, how I want this to perform. Can you get me such and such as Jersey? Uh, I want to throw back and, and do, a, do one of his dunks and, so can you give me his jersey or fly him in so I can jump over with Nate Robinson and Spud Webb, that type of thing. So that's what's going on right now. The, the show has been taken all around the, the, the league. It's not just a player coming out to perform. It's ideas that are coming from everybody else. It's sponsors that's getting involved. Obviously, when Blake Griffin uh, jumped over the car, they was not going to have him jump over a car that wasn't an NBA-sponsored <laughs> car. So <laughs> it, it's an opportunity for not only the sponsors, the fans, the players, also the, the NBA organization to get involved in, in such of a show. Uh, baseball has always been the sport that really puts on a show. Everybody's relaxed. You see the, the, the baseball players out there with their family and their kids, and it, you know, Griffey hat backwards, batting, and knocking the ball over in the home run derby. So I think that's what they took a lot of that and employed it into it. I, I, I expect football to start doing the same with passing drills and catching drills and stuff like that to try to get the fanfare a little bit more into it because the, the Pro Bowl hasn't been the same you know, since they moved it from Hawaii. And, uh, so if they take some heed to what the NBA is doing and, and get involved with the players and see exactly what the players want. I think it's a good situation, especially for the fans. We're talking with Cedric Sabalas. Okay, we only have about a minute left here, unfortunately, but I got to ask you about the Warriors. Very famously, last year, Cedric, you said that you thought your Suns team could beat the Warriors' 73-win team. I'm curious if you still think that Suns team could beat the Warriors even now that they've added Kevin Durant. No, not not with this squad. We have a problem with Kevin Durant. Uh, we, we have nobody to guard him at all. Our tallest players with Mark West and Oliver Miller uh, and Kevin would run circles around those two. No disrespect to Oliver and Mark, but, you know, he's an unbelievable player. Uh, it, it's just we, we're going to see the chemistry when they get back in, in the groove. Uh, my my danger is uh, the, the signing of Matt Barnes uh, quickly uh, because you already have a firecracker in Draymond Green, but mm. when you add two firecrackers, then you get the 4th of July. It's going to be crazy. We We've seen Draymond lose the finals because of his antics. Now you put another player with them like a kind of bruise blues brothers type of thing yeah. where they'll go out and be physical and do something crazy and may get suspended or cause their team free throws or something. I just hope that doesn't happen and they stay the course and keep their eye focused. Matt is a good player. 
Uh, he's got a lot more years in this league, but I see him uh, trying to overshadow his personal stuff, uh, trying to get a bigger contract, sign on to somebody else instead of staying focused and winning a championship and not doing something ridiculous. And then sometimes when you know Draymond gets a little crazy, he starts running around and have somebody, a co-partner, running around getting crazy with you. It's kind of difficult to try to contain two two firecrackers. Oh, man, great C- call. Cedric Sabalos, a longtime NBA veteran. Hey, Cedric, we appreciate the time this morning. We really do. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, all right, bud? Anytime, guys, and dust off the rest of those 45. We yeah, love we are. it. Flow on. Flow We're going to flow on. on into the weekend. Thank you, Cedric. <laughs> you got it, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> love it.